if you are focused enough, you will learn the skill that is available. Like you can learn like a programming uh, coding. So this is great, but this soft skill are the one that will elevate you, will make you find the right people to work with you and bring your idea forward. Hi and welcome to another episode of Startup Stories, the podcast that brings you your weekly entrepreneurship education and startup training by Europe's most inspiring founders. This episode brings us together with Nyonli Landrou from Oxara, a startup that makes safe housing more affordable by providing cheap and more sustainable concrete construction materials to poorer regions in developing countries. Nyanli was born into a farmer's family of 21 and grew up in metal sheet houses in Togo, when at the age of 14, he was sent to France, graduated high school, moved to Switzerland to get his bachelor and master degrees, and ended up with a PhD. I am so grateful for having the opportunity to talk to such an inspiring person, and I can say with complete certainty that this life story is the most amazing I've heard so far which is why I'm so excited to share it with you today. Enjoy. We can start right off. Yeah. So welcome to our podcast. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day, probably. Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you again. Could you maybe start by shortly saying your name and what your project is about? Okay. Uh, yes. Um, I'm Nyon Lilandro. And uh, I'm kind of a founder of the Oxara, which means community, in uh, Kabye, my mother tongue language from Togo. And uh, the project is um, how do you reuse construction waste, especially excavation material, to build uh, dignified, safe, affordable, and sustainable housing. So kind of um, a low CO2 low cost alternative for conventional concrete, I would say. That's awesome. Yes. How, how did you, how did it, I mean, did you have that idea long ago or how did that develop? How did you come to that? Like the that idea develop? in a sense, uh, like I had it long ago from Togo because uh, I'm from uh, a village, Kronchome, uh, uh, where I grew up, um, where we used to live in the metal sheet houses. So it's kind of like, When it's rain, you feel it, uh, and uh, sometimes when there is a wind, it goes away really fast. Um, uh, earth houses, but not dignified uh, enough because you have like a maintenance, you need to repair it every two months because of the weather condition. Or alternatively, the other option like a concrete houses or cement brick houses, and there it's really, really warm. Uh, and uh, I remember a discussion because that's really the motivation. I asked my father, uh, why don't we move from this metal sheet or earth house, because we had the metal sheet earth house, to a more concrete, which look more solid, but even if it's warm inside, um, it's better than uh, like uh, this kind of unsafe area. And he said, instead of always trying to move, because uh, like he didn't have enough money and we are like 12 at the time, Like uh, instead of moving, you need to try to figure out how do you make your own house better instead of moving to a new house. So um, at the time I was a kid, so I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like really upset, but uh, 
yeah, it kept me going. And uh, later he sent me to an uncle to do farming. And uh, with my uncle farming, we were also building houses. We traveled a little bit uh, across the, uh, West Africa. And building, 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 you came to understand also the challenge of local construction. Like uh, that it takes time, it takes a lot of labors and uh, really like uh, energy that's needed. And if you're a young person on the construction site, it's really, really difficult. So the idea of uh, how do you make um, the best out of local resources, but in a more rapid and easy way was like uh, in my mind. Uh, and uh, of course, the journey from uh, uh, Togo to Europe and then from uh, France to Switzerland also kind of foster this kind of direction. And then I met at the end the professor at ETH, uh, Professor Guillaume Abert, uh, who wanted to push also this idea, was interesting on how do you make earth construction much easier for people to be implementing developing countries. So, and then uh, I, I joined the group and then uh, we worked together on this project. And now it's more bigger, um, it's not only uh, earth material for developing countries, we see that also in Europe there is a huge interest because of um, uh, CO2 emission due to cement, the scarcity of sand and gravel, and the, um, like a lot of the availability of uh, construction waste that is causing like a lot of problem for recycling companies. So they want to be able to recycle it toward this and move toward the circular economy initiative and uh, produce at the end um, more sustainable building material. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. That's very how cool. all came together, I would say. That's a really crazy story. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't really, know. I'm so impressed. <laughs> could you could you I mean <laughs> could you maybe go a little bit into detail about your story coming from Togo, yeah. living in like, metal yeah. shoe houses <laughs> to being a Having a PhD from ETH. Oh, yeah. Oh, this uh, would be long. But uh, I will try <laughs> to make it short, right? Um, so, I'm, I'm from a family of uh, now, I would say, 21. Like uh, three, three wife, my parents, my father have. But we all live together. Mm. So there's no... Yeah, it's a huge family. You wow. can... You can... You can we can all be two soccer team, so it's really great. Uh, you don't have the feeling of, uh, oh, like, uh, who am I going to play with? Uh, no, you have people you can play with. <laughs> like everything, you can do everything. And, uh, you can be mad at everyone, but uh, still find the one you, of your family you won't be mad to because, uh, yeah. It's really uh, lovely, it was really nice environment. But um, the reality is that um, we didn't have enough for everyone, and even when I was a kid, uh, it was also kind of clear that my father wants some kid, like uh, to send some of his kids to different places, so that he has less at home, uh, but uh, other kids could be taken care by an uncle and so on. Mm. Um, but uh, at the at the time, of course, you are upset and uh, you don't know why you have to go. Most of the time, I was, it was me who had to go because it was like he had been like, put, like uh, sent away to his uncle the first time. I came back home, but I went back because I was like, yeah, like, 
I don't like so much my brothers. <laughs> no, not uh, like this, but uh, like uh, uh, I was the youngest at the time, so they could beat me up really easily. <laughs> so, I, I don't like you guys. I go back to my uncle, right? Yeah. So, so, but uh, with him, I learned a lot, like farming, because um, he was a agriculture, like a, a farmer, and uh, had a, a nice farm also in the countryside. My father is also a farmer at the beginning, so it was kind of a, a good transition. Um, and uh, he decided with a small group to move from places to places to learn how farming works in other regions of uh, Togo and uh, of West Africa. So as I was like on his charge, he took me with him and uh, we were traveling there. And uh, yeah, that's how I came into real uh, earth construction. Like, of course, before I was living in an earth house, but uh, really building with it and uh, my hands on and try to do stuff was uh, at that time. Like, one um, point that kind of made me, like, also motivate me is like, I remember we were building a house with earth and um, it started raining, of course. and. Uh, all the adults were like had a break and all the adults were like having a drink we call it chukutu it's like a, a liquor from togo yeah. drinking <laughs> yeah and they say oh just send nyangli he will go and cover everything i like me alone cover a house because we are building then start raining you have to cover everything like okay i did it but i uh, was like no it is not uh, <laughs> going to happen every day <laughs> like yeah. if I have to do it each time like it was, uh, was like I was upset now thinking back it's like oh that's good but uh, yeah it was uh, really a, um, those small experience that shaped uh, kind of what I'm doing now and then um, uh, at age of um, 14 I came back to my parents house so it was from 7 to 14 with uh, my uncle traveling and uh, yeah, and when I came back to him, he told me that he met a family from France, and uh, they were looking to have someone who can take care of the kids at home uh, in France. So, and me other, oh, I didn't cross my mind to go to France because yeah, I never knew what was in a sense. And then I met myself from my side. I met a guy who was expert of butterfly. I don't know if you guys uh, know these things, but people call themselves expert of a lot of things. But uh, expert of butterfly, I didn't know. But uh, like, oh, I'm an expert of butterfly. I'm looking for this specific butterfly. I don't remember. And uh, it was only by colors. And then uh, I know forest because I grew up walking the, like, in the farm. And I was go going around with the, in the forest, where to show him where he can take the butterfly. And then he was like, oh, you know, you can come to France and then you will see how kids here are like a 14 years old. Normally they don't do these things. They are studying, they play with <coughs> video game. I was like, okay, like uh, it's fine. Like uh, I don't care much. And he came, <coughs> he went back, talked to my father. And then my father's like, yeah, I'm trying to push him to go to Europe to France, to this family, but if you can manage to facilitate also the way and uh, 
one year later I see myself taking the flight to France. Cool. Yeah, I was like, okay. My father did everything, like uh, they told me if I want to go, I was like, yeah, I could go, but uh, it was like for three months anyway. So the idea was to come back. And um, when I arrived in France, welcomed by this professor, um, who afterwards sent me to the family. Uh, so I was taking care of uh, them, uh, the kids, two kids. And um, then was, as I say, was mandatory to go to school. So uh, they were, How old were you at that time? Like I was like uh, 15, or right. uh, 16. And this woman was like, oh, if it's mandatory, we didn't bring him here to go to school, but if it's mandatory to go to school, let's put him in school and then let's see. And for me it was like, what? School for what? I never study in a sense like this, you know, like, uh, it was really like, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was uh, really interesting, but, well, uh, yes. And uh, also, I was also working a little bit uh, outside to get a little bit more money. So, like, so through the help of this professor, the lady, I went to proper school, taking care of uh, what I call them now my nephews because I grew up with them also. And slowly I went, I was in Marseille, so uh, Lycée de Marseille, Saint-Charles, and then I graduated from my baccalaureate, my back. I went to high school uh, and then university uh, in uh, Limoges and uh, like at the Ecole Normale Supérieure de Ceramique Industrielle. So I study ceramic uh, yeah. material science there. And um, then we went really straightforward, like, uh, okay, where are the opportunity for me to do, like, work with clay material, close to clay material, and then bring back this technology to Africa. So, yeah, I was more toward this. And uh, at uh, Limoges, I met this prof um, professor who studied also at EPFL in the group of uh, Paul Poen and so on, and we're looking for a master thesis student. And then uh, I was like, anyway, I've been moving around each time. Yeah. And not, uh, not <laughs> move once let's move on again. It's like, again, it was uh, one after another. And uh, yes, and then after that, uh, I met Professor Robert Flatt, who introduced me to my professor because I told him what I really wanted to do, and we discussed a little bit. And he's like, yeah, this professor is uh, toward this, trying to set up this um, new chair of sustainable construction, developing alternative material for building, specifically toward like developing culture. Like, that's for me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's for me. We understand each other. <laughs> yeah, and we understand each other quite well. So it's like uh, the direction we would like to go push the startup Oxara to. And so just to put it like this, I'm a really lucky person. So like meeting the right people, saying yes to opportunities. Uh, of course, like uh, being ready for the consequences in a way. But opportunity came to me because I was open, trying, curious to learn what people are bringing. And uh, people were also open to welcome me in the family. 
uh, to host me as decades, I would put it like this. And uh, yeah, like taking, taking the opportunity of free education system or mandatory education system, then you do it because <laughs> mandatory and free. Yeah. So <laughs> you do it and, and uh, slowly, slowly you do what's supposed to be done. And um, of course, not forgetting that you are from uh, uh, Togo where you have other brothers and sisters. So through education, you are able to take care of them on the long run. So that's what it is. And uh, yeah, there was also this family who, take, who took care of me when I was uh, doing the qualification for the Ecole Normal Superior. Yeah. Like, uh, they host me for two years. The time, like from the uh, 16 to uh, 20, yeah, I was illegal. So they were like trying to hide me around, like how do you go to school without being arrested by the police and so on. Yeah. It was fun. Like, I, I'm like, Will find, it's fine. If someone wants to arrest me, they will arrest you. So they'll send you home. It's, uh, it's fine. Like, uh, but they made it so nice. Try to say, okay, today here's the road. Normally the police should be here, but then you go on this corner should be fine. I'm like, okay, let's go and then walk like this, walk like this. You see policemen? Oh, let me talk. Yeah, <laughs> like it uh, was really funny. Like. Uh, I had funny experiences like this. Was like I such came back a, to them. Like, such a great story, but I'm sure you cannot even imagine. Sometimes yeah. it has also been quite tough, right? Yeah, no. You yeah, had to learn like school stuff from the yes, beginning. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I can see that it was tough yeah. to catch up. No, like it was uh, really difficult to catch up because uh, although Togo is kind of a, a French country, a francophone, I would say, um, our way of speaking French is totally different. You know, at the beginning was like uh, talking to French uh, kids was like a lot of love because uh, like he doesn't yeah. know how to speak. Right? But, um, so you have to read a lot. Um, at some point, I I just took uh, Larousse the dictionary, yeah. learn word, complicated word. I don't know what it meant, but at least if I put it in the sentence, like oh, this kid is intelligent yeah. without even <laughs> understanding what it means. And, and uh, like slowly, slowly, you are like. Okay, I know what it means. Now I could make a really cool <laughs> sentence out of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, somehow I took uh, all this experience as positive because it made me grow as a person or fortify my my personality. Like uh, now it's really rare that I get discouraged uh, easily because like I have been through a lot. Like. When I say I was host by the family, like most of the time I was cooking, like doing the house uh, work and find time to like one hours, mostly in the evening around one to two a.m. in the morning to do kind of exercise and go to sleep, wake up early, clean the house, send the kid to school or bring them to school before even I go to my school. So I don't recall once I was on time. <laughs> I was late. Yeah, I was always late, really late. Not that I wanted to be late, yeah. but always because you have to. There are more important things than your own stuff, so you have to do that. And also, 
like uh, experiences because um, sometimes you meet friends, good friends uh, of school, they go to like a house or like a party or like a cinema and so on, but you you don't have uh, the budget to, to do the same, so you have to go back. You cannot tell them the truth that you don't have the money. Yeah. So why are you not coming with us? Oh, you know, I have this cool project. Even if there's not cool project, you say it's a cool project anyway. But uh, oh, you, I have something. I need to do this. I need to do this. They don't understand. Sometimes they think that you are not uh, a trustworthy person because you don't go out with them. You don't celebrate the um, you know, like a success somehow, or you don't buy something for someone. Was mm. the time I was like. A friend could have a birthday, I would be like, sorry, I cannot get you even a gift. I can just give you like a, like a one euro to buy a bread, but uh, after that, if I give you more, I need to think how me I could eat, how, like, and I could take even the bus to go to school and, and so on. It was like uh, really difficult. Um, luckily, there are a few friends that I kept. Uh, that understood the situation and uh, were like, oh. time to time, if I talk to them, they're like, you need to imagine, at the beginning we have to take care of you. We were cooking for you. Yes, <laughs> and uh, now see yourself, you're in Zurich, <laughs> you come and then you say, hey, let's go have a party. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, maybe at the time I couldn't, eh? now I can. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but. Uh, I think it was uh, really difficult. Even moving here in uh, Zurich was uh, also tough sometimes. But all of this kind of bring you, uh, all the strength you need to push your project forward. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I see my project as kind of like um, my life, basically. It goes with my life, right? So yeah. it's what I like doing. So I live with my project. Yeah. This project. So it, it means that if you stop living, your project die. Yeah. So it's, it's so if, great to see yeah. that someone like pursues yeah. one vision and yeah. has one mission to for yeah. his life. So exactly. Just to take the opportunities you get there. Right? I think everyone has this, right? I don't know, but I think we all have this passion for what we do. Uh, for me, it's linked also with my um, childhood, but I think. We all feel that uh, oh, this project is a link to me with my soul, my body. I like breathe it, I dream it, I eat it every day. So this is really important. But uh, yeah, that's my story. I don't know. That's, that's, that's yeah, that's impressive. All that's just purely, yeah. it's very very inspiring. And, yeah. yeah, congratulations so, for me yeah. for. For the whole journey. Oh, thank you, yeah, thank yes. you. So now you you kind of develop this technology, right? Yes. At, no. at, at, at yeah, during my PhD. How did you decide to to um, kind of patent this technology or, or not do okay. it? Yes. Oh, it's a uh, again like um. I have this concept of community. For me, everything needs to be shared in a way, and. Uh, Throughout my PhD, what we came to understand is that it's helped the 
Africa, uh, low-income countries, uh, like affordable housing in general. But as I mentioned earlier, in the Western countries, you have other problem. Mm. That is like landfill shortage of landfill space. So company here start being interested as well. Um, and uh, it was through each age we realized that, okay, we need to patent this because we were talking with the company and then they were oh, like, uh, we want all your technology, like, uh, and each age is like, I oh, know, we cannot give you that. And for us, it's like, we want just to do research. Like, uh, no, no, it's good research, but <laughs> like what you are having, the way the company is insisting to get your technology, I don't think it's only like, the like uh, the developing country. If I hate like if I like even if I hate the term developing country, it's like you compare it to some but uh, African country or Asian country and so on. It's not only for them. So they see clearly an advantage here. So with my professor and my the postdoc, we decide to uh, patent the technology and um, so basically what is in the patent is the additive that we add to the excavation material, mm. really small proportion. It's a mineral additive that uh, kind of like eatable and uh, are also present in the ground. So it's not something fancy you have yeah. developed chemically that's so complicated. It's like yeah. something you take out of the ground and then you <coughs> inject it in the ground and it make your earth material or your excavation material fluid so easy to process, fast to work with, and um, uh, after 24 hours you can remove your foam work where you have cast it or your mold. So you have a wall, a straight wall, so you can build rapidly, right? And uh, the, another point uh, why we decided to patent is because it follows clearly the same construction process, so it's not different. So for construction company here or worldwide, actually your technology fits our existing <coughs> infrastructure. So we don't need to change anything. We just do as if you are doing conventional concrete. And we add your additive. Which is amazing for them. Which is, yeah. 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 It's like, very easy to implement yeah. for them. And exactly. No obstacle kind yeah. of in a way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So is it already first companies constructing things with it? Uh, no, but uh, like for instance, yesterday we had a discussion with uh, another one, kind of try to move forward a joint development agreement and uh, kind of uh, interesting to see what uh, they need, what we want also. But uh, by 2019, like uh, in six months during summertime, is to have the one-to-one -one industrial demonstrator to prove that it work on large scale. We have demonstrated that it work in laboratory, but uh, we need to use all the facilities and show that we can produce it massively and uh, one can use it uh, uh, like as such. And um, of course, we still have um, like research question and so on. Like now we have sufficient strength for two, three, four-story house, but uh, could you improve it more? Like, yeah. Could you go higher? Um, <coughs> how could you make uh, material for the roads? Could you use 
um, this material also for the road instead of uh, bitumen and so on. So these are things also we are working on. Or uh, how do you improve um, the hydrothermal? So basically, with the material we have, you don't need so much of uh, heating or cooling because it capture the heat, store it when it's cold inside, so therefore it releases it inside, and when it's warm, like um, inside, it will release the like um, it will exchange your heat. So yeah, yeah. yeah you can regulate the indoor temperature. Nice. So so these are the things we still need to work on, but um, right now <coughs> for sure we can. Uh, scale it to a one-to-one and see how they could implement it on real project yes other than that uh, what we are also uh, planning uh, which will be like fa uh, fast track or fast implementation is <coughs> to discuss with each age if they have a kind of a project <coughs> where we can Really implement the technology <coughs> directly. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. And uh, yeah, uh, <coughs> this will be kind of our first demonstrator uh, showing that it complies to no regulations and uh, could be done with the uh, conventional uh, infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So yes. but that's kind of the plan for 2019, right? Yes, exactly. To, to come up with like, like a more Kind of details, yeah, plan exactly. on how to use it exactly. in, in, on the construction side. Exactly. Um, I mean, you come all from the technological yeah. technological part, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so you don't have business people around yourself. No, right? no. Yeah. And, and what are the challenges for you that yeah. you don't have these business people in the team? Kind yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is really important because yesterday I had the, this discussion with the, the companies. It was like. I think you need someone from the business side to like uh, support you or to uh, like mentor you or to coach you or to join your team. Um, right now, I was uh, really happy to have uh, you know Swiss uh, initial coaching voucher, so I was uh, in contact with uh, a business guy who are, with whom we were like doing back and forth, challenging and uh, trying to identify the business model, the customer segment, our unique selling proposition. But of course, I need uh, a real business person with me in the team that could answer like, or write down this business plan, or what is our model, uh, what is our first priority, how to move forward. Right? And um, um, indeed, uh, somehow I feel like uh, with the support that exists in Switzerland, uh, one can uh, go a little bit far because uh, without. Um, where also, like as a solo founder, you learn a lot also, but there's little you can do. You mm -hmm. cannot. You don't have twenty arm. You don't have uh, twenty brain. Exactly. You need to exchange with yes. people. So clearly, I'm looking now for people with uh, business expertise also related to construction exactly yeah. uh, like in the construction that field. will really help you to get exactly. the industry exactly. contacts and the exactly. network in the yes. right, yeah. and this is clearly what I've been looking for like in the past one month or one two months now or since we met it's like yeah. those people I'm looking yeah. for and someone also with um, 
material science, chemistry background to continue improving these additives. Yeah. Um, because maybe let's say we want to make um, the additive for the road, so we need to develop it. Mm. Uh, we want to make uh, bricks, we need to develop this specific additive for that. We want for a specific application, maybe you might need different additive. So it's like what Sika might be doing could be interesting for us to do it with the excavation material mm. in general. Yes, I mean we can we can just uh, we just started talking about the the, the factor around that he's kind of alone at the moment mm -hmm. for yes. for the whole thing, right? And he comes from the technological side, and uh, yeah, he's actually looking for for a business guy, and we we. Like we can just imagine it's for us exactly exactly the same just from the opposite yeah, yeah. we have ideas and and we see there's a market and yeah. we figure out how to connect but then we're kind of yeah. limited exactly and then we need people yeah. who develop the whole solution with us yeah it's well, in the end the same but it's exactly different challenges exactly. right oh totally yeah. and uh, i think it's uh, really interesting to see kind of a dance right you need to a partner you need to figure out okay your part because you are a duo, like a, but complementary. A duo as a one person, you have all this vision together, like or believe that it's a, that's the vision, and you want to pursue it. And uh, again, like you have skills or uh, like a background where you feel like you have strong knowledge, and uh, you need someone from the opposite side who has strong knowledge on another. Uh, with other background, other skill to complement you. Otherwise, you don't go anywhere. You don't go that far. Um, it was uh, uh, Scott Lee or like uh, stuff, so, someone like this who say, um, uh, "No one can do anything, but everyone can do something." Like really nice. Like, uh, and I was like, "Of course." Like. As a solo person, you can try. Of course, I'm not saying you cannot succeed. You can succeed, but you imagine your success. How much will be if you are you start bringing people with other skill together? Uh, maybe you will reach much more. Uh, you will exceed even more your goal, or kind of touch much, much more people, or many more people, if you would like to say so. Yes, I'm really looking for someone. Actively, I would say. Um, now the idea is maybe to publish it on LinkedIn or like a platform where I could find someone. Yeah. Business guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yes. So, but do you already have a first plan of how to market your solution? Yes, but I was lucky that, uh, again, it's really a lot of luck, um, that... Uh, company came to me without me going to them so their first customer right? yeah they, they, they are like okay let's do this of course everyone wants an exclusivity but we are uh, in discussion now uh, tomorrow for instance I will be going to the south of France no south of Germany, Switzerland to meet again another construction recycling company they have a lot of excavation material and they would like to know how they could implement our technology within it so it means that if you have already an exclusivity with one you cannot work with the other one and even in the Zurich area next week we have uh, two other meetings with the uh, construction recycling companies so like 
they uh, they are there. They have heard about uh, our technology. They have visited the ETH platform. Uh, they have heard about our success for the climate cake, the bridge, the pioneer fellowship. So they start having the interest, and they know also that there is a patent that we have applied for. So they feel like confident that okay, uh, they could do something a business case. So like. I feel like uh, the Western market could be really straightforward in a sense that if we manage to show the industrial demo in 2019, then we'll have to just market it in a way that, okay, we are able to build with any type of excavation material. Then we can go in Germany, in Austria, in France, in other places, meet the player of construction recycling company that would be interested because um, the agreement that is around this like from the Paris agreement is you need to move towards circular economy you need to reduce construction waste mm -hmm. so they have to work on that you need to reduce your CO2 impact <coughs> and uh, you need to reduce like uh, your resources that raw resources that are becoming more and more scarce so this company feels this pressure and our technology kind of like is arriving at the right time also. Again, luck. Luck. Put luck <laughs> everywhere and put my name close to it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really I lucky. It's, uh, I think it's a little bit of luck, but it's also quite well done. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. I mean, that yeah. does a lot of things. But uh, again, like uh, this is one step and not forgetting my vision, which is bring housing to everyone affordable housing so it's what I'm trying now in parallel to do is how do I move forward right to develop uh, like African country or South American country or Asian countries yeah I was I was asking myself that right now so that's the big vision right to yeah. go back and help yeah, exactly. help developing countries are you do you have any thoughts on that are you you know I, my first thought was okay there's construction companies there maybe you can help them make it better or or do you have other approaches yeah like um i, wa I was reading uh, a book a, a book about um housing for all uh, from a world economic forum Arup, <coughs> and um like a, a habitat for humanity mm -hmm. something like this and for sure like um it's known that we need to build for the next uh, 30 years for 1.5 billion people. Like, we, like, the coming generation, you need to build for them, accommodate them. And uh, one way is to go through existing companies, like construction, recycling company, they will build, but oftentimes they build in urban area. They don't build in rural area um, where you have like a, a huge um, poverty or like uh, violence sometimes associated also with violence and also the fact that people there cannot afford even to buy the material for these big uh, companies um, so we work we will uh, do a project or development with a company that already exists in for instance in Togo in Ghana and so on but how do you reach the base of the pyramid 
uh, is full um, or provide them the technology so they can build or you can support the construction of the house. One way is through teaching. Like you go there, say, my pro the process kind of easy also. Like you take your earth, you mix your additive, you mix it, and then you have your wall. So they could do it, but saying easy is kind of difficult. Like if one doesn't know, so you have to train people how to do it, um, and then accept that your part is finished there and they will be the one building for themselves because it's not you who can build for 1.5 billion people they need to be the one built for themselves and no one can do everything but everyone can do something yeah. you see so it's like together they they will build much faster than you saying hey i have my construction company i come here and i want to build for you yeah. so and what is important with this approach is that you empower them, you bring, give them a skill, a knowledge, they could by themselves develop themselves. But also you create opportunities, like uh, maybe this one become like um, a builder, this one will be working on like a, uh, as a carpenter to make the, the, the room or the door, the windows and so on. So you create skills within the community that's really what they need or one will say okay i will make the sanitation system so of course oxara could be the primary vision or activity will be how do you deliver the additive but it will be at the end something much bigger than that mm -hmm. is how do you teach people how to use properly your additive to build with the material they have directly on site. So once you do that, you can move to another place, teach another group of people, or have a huge amount of like a teachers that will go everywhere mm -hmm. and then start working with the local communities mm -hmm. and so on. Another way is uh, a full teaching, is still a full teaching, right? It's uh, how do you deliver them the how do you excavate the material, how do you bring the additives there, and so on. Um, what is interesting is that this additive could be found everywhere, almost, because it comes from the ground. So you can create also like a school, chemical engineering school, where they learn how to extract this additive, prepare it locally, and so they like the circular economy there or the communal economy also will develop really fast. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really believe that um, our society needs to change our approach of doing business. Uh, it needs to be more inclusive businesses and uh, more small business that could like spread everywhere really fast. Mm -hmm. If you are um, a big corporate, it's good to have also big corporate to be able to supply I'll tell you, but you need also well-structured small businesses to be able to deliver the, um, the good or the service to local people mm -hmm. really fast. Because they are the one really in contact of the people and specifically in the construction. You cannot go to Lafarge or simply to build your slums. Like, mm -hmm. Sorry, mm -hmm. Lafarge cannot do that. But the small builder, mason, 
in your community will be the one building for you. So find him, train him, or work with him. He will tell you how they build. You will learn from him. You will teach him also how you can match your skills and your competencies together and then develop. Awesome. That's that's how that's vision, I see. Yeah. yeah, that's how I see Oxana in the future. I would very say. Cool. That's yeah. very inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So Thank basically, a, a school in the end, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just a school because you know um, I haven't studied much in Togo. Do you imagine like a more than a sixty seventy percent of uh, African like uh, our generation is not going to school? Just imagine you manage to bring this knowledge to people. Like they are learning, then no one will say, "Oh, we need to help uh, them." They are able to do it themselves. Mm. They are cool. able to do it themselves. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump to the big question in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, what was your biggest challenge so far, and what did you learn from it? Uh, uh, regarding uh, Oxara. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's uh, I have few one uh, again. Being alone is not. It's fun, <coughs> but not as fun as if you are two. Yeah. And uh, it's even. I think I could have done more if I was two than alone. Uh, and this is uh, mathematical, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, really, the big challenge so far is not uh, like um, being able to exchange with a partner kind of limits your thinking like you don't have a broad uh, way of seeing like this problem you're like oh it's only this no one is coming in and say oh like let's think completely oppositely so i see myself often time struggling and I am like, oh, I came up with this idea and then I meet my coach maybe one week, two weeks later and then he brings something. Of course, why I have So I have lost like two weeks yeah. for nothing. Do you imagine? Yeah. And uh, uh, this, if you are talking about startup where you need to move really fast, like this, you are not moving fast. Like, you are even slower than a big corporate. So, like, uh, sorry, like, uh, yeah, every two weeks I need to <laughs> reset everything. So, it's it's really sometimes frustrating to to see that. Uh, so now I'm, I'm uh, although I'm still looking, there are a few people I'm already talking to, try to see if uh, we match in terms of uh, idea where we want to work. So. Now I think that is decreasing, like uh, the, this kind of stress is decreasing a little bit. Another, another challenge I had was um, how do you make the process work for every material, every uh, uh, excavation? Because the resource you have in Zurich is different from Lausanne, from France, from other places. But uh, we are working, so this is more technological side, working to improve it. Uh, and so on, and uh, of course, like uh, another challenge is how do I first get the chemical additives so that I can prepare them together. I contact how much companies so far around hundred to say I just need your raw material, mm. 
and they're like, you are not a big construction company. Or we cannot ship you one ton or stuff like this. Or like, could you ship me even 10 kilograms? No, 10 kilograms is too small. How much we need so that you can ship us? Like, you need to buy 10 ton. Or like, could you ship us 10 ton? You are not a construction company. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, both were like, okay, where do I, because next year I will need to produce something, right? So I need to start thinking the raw material for the additive, where I could get them to start making the production line here. And it's really, I have to do it. I have to start thinking on like a, business model, how uh, to uh, get funding and so on, like uh, the patent, uh, alone you cannot. So really the challenge is like being alone, is, it's good, it's fun, but not as fun. Uh, this is a huge challenge. Yeah. So really, and I will mention it again, looking for people that uh, have uh, feel themselves in this vision and who also want to help because or, like, or exchange uh, because we are all here not helping so but grow together with uh, Maxara of course yeah. yes that's a very important challenge find, absolutely find, find the right people yeah, absolutely I just yeah. had an interview before with someone and he said the same he yeah, said the, the same yeah. finding the good people that match with you exactly. personally yeah. skills yeah. And, and that you have the same vision exactly and that's a big challenge, yeah. It's really important because it's kind of, uh, as I mentioned before, like uh, vals or dancing or partners or like, yeah. right? So you guys need to be, to see yourself both in this vision and because it will bring you, like you are going to make much bigger impact yeah. if you both believe in it. If uh, you both don't, then uh, of course, like every one year, you will need to find someone else. Then it's like really, really difficult the restructuring and so on. And maybe you have uh, uh, already a shareholder agreement, so you have to leave. How do you negotiate this? It's like a mess. Start making a lot of mess. Yeah. So even though I'm looking, I still want to take the time to find the right person, like. Uh, Clearly, I go to them, I tell them my vision. What is yours? Like, me, that's how I am. I'm really open. I'll tell you what, what is my vision, and then what is yours? Uh, are you seeing yourself sometime going to places where you're like completely different from Switzerland, where you are comfortable to go teach people that maybe never been to school, don't know what you are talking about? Like, but you need to develop this empathy toward them, like, of course. And being a social person, a human being, what we call a human being, integral human being, to understand their need is also part of it. So, of course, your background, your skills are really important. But what we are doing is not only raise money or make money revenue. We want to have a social metric. We want to build houses. We want to say at the end of the year, like we have built for thousand people, two thousand people. We have built uh, two hundred houses, three hundred houses. That is uh, 
for me the key point if you say let's go together it's like okay we agree on that yeah that's very cool actually you, you remember we have this like i don't know if you're familiar with this metric stuff kind yeah. of like some like a north star yeah. metric yeah kind of heading to yeah. right yeah. and so like building houses yeah could be your north star metric like yeah. as much as possible exactly yeah. no no yeah that's very really cool, important actually. yeah cool I mean, the first question we can basically jump over, probably, huh? Yeah. The second one, maybe, as well. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we, we talked exactly about that. Yeah, probably. we covered it quite well. Yeah. Then we, we have like one last question, right? Yeah, the last question is, uh, <clears throat> what's the best uh, book or, or blog post or video that, you, that you've watched that, you, that wow. helped you in your, in your journey as an entrepreneur and that you would recommend? someone oh. else read or watch or okay ah, there are a lot of things there are a lot of things one. yeah <laughs> I have to pick one uh, I think it's good to learn from uh, other young entrepreneurs like startups their journey it's uh, how you learn like depending on the phase they are you see yourself in a kind of okay this will happen to me so get prepared to that. What can I do to be prepared to that? So it's really important to like, listen to audio of young entrepreneurs or talking about their story, their journey. This is, really, this is really important. But then if you are looking for really good mentoring book or video and so on, there is uh, this guy, Simon Sinek. It's really, really nice. Um, the way he sees what is uh, leadership and forgets about uh, your technology, in a sense. It's like, you are not the one who will make the house for people. <laughs> it's your employee or people who work with you, who believe in your dream, that will make this possible. So make them feel comfortable be the right person they feel like they are working with and give them the tool or capabilities so that they are able to deliver this and this is really 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 nice and uh, uh, I really uh, like uh, also how what is his name the founder of Alibaba Jack Ma Jack Ma really really I really like him for several reasons like how his structure, his business, uh, to have a worldwide uh, like enterprise without even like being the boss of everyone. So it's like, um, I'm here if you need me, but you are responsible of what you are doing. Like give the freedom to people to grow. Like uh, and that's really important. Of course, uh, I believe that. From ETH or from a, like a high like high school degree and so on, proper education like like if you are focused enough, you will learn the skill that is available. Like you can learn like a programming uh, coding. So this is great, but this soft skill are the one that will elevate you will make you find the right people to work with you and bring your idea forward. Uh, but I think I need to talk also about a book that I, 
really interesting. I think, uh, of course, Lean Canvas uh, was really good for me to to start uh, putting down my uh, business canvas and try to understand all the intricacy of uh, what that means, what is this, because of course, like a material science chemist and uh, now civil engineer. Like, what, what is this? When are you talking about customer? What customer segment? At the beginning, customer segment. What is this two word mean together? Even like customer segment. It's like, you know, like a segment is like a mathematic world and customer is totally different. Like, customer segment. So one segment, two segment. And then, uh, or like a unique selling proposition. Why someone would buy my competition? Because I'm cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 not you, but uh, the product. Like, yeah, of course. So, yeah, uh, this book uh, are really important to read, but uh, recommend posts and audio. It's like follow them, the young entrepreneur, the journey, specifically if you are at your early stage really learn from them uh, or, or also being open to go talk to them like I don't know like the best book is the people who are making the books like of course you can read the books but if you can talk to them just pick up the phone hey I'm a Nyanli I feel like uh, I'm in this stage maybe you have more experience just I want to hear more you go there and listen, you absorb everything. They will tell you even more than you need and uh, you learn from that. So, and uh, podcast, audio, Simon Sinek, I will recommend it a lot. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's oh, very welcome. great to see that uh, you're actually just trying to get out of your only zone of the engineering yeah. part kind of and trying to go to yeah. see other parts as well and yeah. kind of improve yourself. Yeah. Okay. And we link we link to to all of these things in the yeah, exactly. in the notes of the yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. So thanks so much. Thank you. Time is up. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for sharing that oh. amazing journey. It's oh, no. so incredible. Really, yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really is. I mean, oh. we've interviewed yeah around twenty people now and yeah. twenty entrepreneurs, and, and it's every time super amazing. But yeah. I've never heard a story like yours. Oh. So. Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All the best, really. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. Always trying, trying, running, better trying, <laughs> always, right? Like, uh, All right. So it's, it's really nice to have you also and uh, like uh, taking the chance with me. I hope that uh, I didn't screw up anything with so <laughs> <laughs> you guys. And, uh, There's nothing to screw up. Thank know. you so much. Thank Thanks. You. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you for listening to another episode of Startup Stories. Make sure to check out the show notes and our blog post with additional links at nerdentrepreneurs.com. And if you like our podcast, leave a review on iTunes. See you next Monday.